I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 12, we get a roll call of everyone who's shown up, including Hobo from the Street, Rick Overton, and a couple of Flemish tourists. And pizza arrives. A couple notes from the commentary track. Steve Sears and Bill Watterson had no idea where Flemish even is... They used Flemish as generic European. Additionally, Steve Sears idolized Rick Overton upon meeting him, and he mentions Willow, one of my favorite films. As many times as I've seen that movie, my go-to for Overton is Groundhog Day. On that note, to tackle Minute 12, we have Sean German and Dave Pallets of Groundhog Minute, along with James Costa of Whole Wheat Costa. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is... Whack-a-doodle crazy. Give me a sense of that. This doesn't make any sense. Is it a problem? Is it a problem? It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. If I get a few words from you before you go. And welcome to Minute Or, or Dave Makes a Maze Minute. We're not really sure. We're kind of lost in this with you, listener. <laughs> it's it's a mystery, just like this maze itself. It's, yeah. yeah. So, thank you. Uh, hope Hopefully, you... Uh, to find your way out of here like we can. But yeah, we'll just get started. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm lost at the entrance. That's that's my buddy, J.D. <laughs> and in the back of the maze over there, that's that's Sean. I'm, I'm Sean, yeah. I'm, uh... so, it's a labyrinth. It really, it really is. Uh, we don't know why Rob Black called us in here, but we're going to do our best to try and, uh, try and get through this. Yeah, well, this is... I, I don't know if... Um, if, if you caught this, Dave, um, Dave Palace, not not the Maze Dave, but uh, different Dave. Yeah. So as as I guess the listeners have been hearing that the different hosts were assigned their minutes randomly. Uh, Robert Black said he picked these particular minutes for us, and so one of the things I've been trying to do as I as I watched our assigned minutes is trying to figure out like why. <laughs> You know, just that extra pressure of figuring out, like, why those minutes. What does he want from us? Why, yeah, basically, yeah. What do you what do you want from us? What did we do? You know, what did we do to deserve this kind of I, thing? So, I have a theory. I yeah. have a theory. Dave, Dave is uh, used to packing stuff for, for his job. So I think okay. all the cardboard lines, you know, he picked, he picked Dave for that. You oh, know? my God. Oh, it feels like he just dipped into my personal life. Yeah. And he, ugh. Well, if he's as mysterious as this movie, he's watching us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, okay. Uh, we'll dive in. So, yeah, today, minute 12. Uh, I didn't really bring out a summary because I don't really have all the thoughts here. But we have uh, Annie and Gordon kind of holding down what looks to be the apartment with Dave. Dave seems to be yelling through the chimneys of the maze, asking who's in the room. And then a uh, a hobo tells us he knows about cardboard, and a pizza gets delivered. Yeah. More cardboard. More <laughs> yeah, well, and so that's one one of my theories, as going back to that question of why these minutes, just to pick one thing out of that fantastic summary, is the hobo, who is played by Rick Overton, 
who was in uh, in many things, but I particularly know him from Groundhog Day, oh. uh, where you know it was a movie that that Dave and I, again Dave Palace, not the Maze Dave. Um, I think this is going to get very confusing. <laughs> we'll go with Dave um, P and Dave Maze. Yeah, a, a movie that Dave P and I covered one minute at a time at, at groundhogminute.com. So I, I don't know if you know this is the only minute that that Rick Overton appears, but it is one one thing. And um, in, in 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 particular, so Rick played uh, Ralph is the character's name, but you probably know him better as the Flapjack Man. Ah. He's the guy. Who was asking Phil, hey, who else could go for some flapjacks right now? And Obu's vomiting in the car. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so that's that's our hobo. I guess that's one connection between between us and and this movie. So there you go. And and he plays uh a good a good hobo. I buy it. This guy's a hobo. There yeah. Go. Good I, acting. Yeah, he did he didn't seem uh rude. He wanted to know if the, the shower was there and uh you know was excited about food, but yeah. Uh, so he's I, a decent guy. I mean, it's not it's not out of the ordinary. I've gone over people's houses and within the first five minutes asked if I could use their shower. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes you get back from a bar, you've been eating too much barbecue, and and you know, I need a shower because you're just sweating. Meat sweats. You the, yeah, you get those flop sweats. Yeah. Um. So as we start the minute, we're introduced to Annie, who. Immediately, I feel bad for. Her. I don't. I'm just like, oh, she looks like she doesn't like this at all. She's just like the people in the house. This is like Dave in the maze. You could tell by her face that she's like, I yeah, like what's going on? Like, why are the people here? Why is yeah. she stuck in a miniature cardboard maze? I feel like she doesn't need to make that PBJ, but she's making it so she can like be outside the room for just a moment, right? Like, she, oh, I'll make myself a sandwich in the kitchen. Like, I don't want to deal with these people just to get out of. Yeah, she's the she's the Terry Gar of this movie. She's grounding she's herself. the normal one who like if you just come in this minute, like, oh, she's crazy. It's like no, she's normal and she has she's just having a natural response to being surrounded by craziness. And she's trying to keep it together. But right. yeah, let me just I, make a sandwich. I feel yeah, I feel like the sandwich is her grounding herself. You know, this is this is all out of the ordinary. I'm gonna go eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's nothing out of the ordinary for that. Yeah. Although that's kinda of weird because doesn't does she know there's a pizza coming? I think yeah, that's what drew me more more attention to the P B and J. It's like she no one was surprised that the pizza was there, so she yeah. clearly knows there's a pizza on on the way. But yeah, you're right. I think it is. I think it's her just being like, I need to separate myself from these people. And it's like she's and there's all, a whole six full of plates behind her. So you can think <laughs> yeah. like maybe she'll just do chores. But she's like, I'm not up for doing plates in the sink. But uh, I'll make a sandwich. I'll make some comfort yeah. food right now. I'll 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 do that. I'll when, when I get together like a, a big family gathering. I'm like, is there so yeah, is there something in the kitchen? Can I check on the turkey? Load the di- like unload the dishwasher. Load the dishwasher. Is there something that needs to be done? Oh, you forgot cranberry sauce. I'll run to the store. Like I'm suddenly very helpful just because then I don't have to like make chit chat small talk with people that I only see once or twice a year at big holiday gatherings kind yeah. of thing. Right, you're, That's you're where, trying. Um, you're trying to separate yourself, which is yeah. what she's trying to do. Is that Anne? Yeah, I believe it's Annie. Anne. Yeah. Yeah, I had some trouble kind of picking up. Picking up the names. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go back through the the script that the, the professor Rob Black gave us. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like Gordon, the other guy in the room here, seems to be kind of holding down the fort. Literally, um, he's giving us the exposition of who's in the room to Dave. 
Right, we get kind of a little bit of a roll call. Now, he mentions Harry, and we're going to meet Harry later in the film, I believe. So I don't, we don't see Harry, but it looks like Harry is, I don't, I don't know, I, I, don't, I can't tell if, like, P, uh, David wanted Harry to be there with his crew, because we're going to meet them later, but it looks like two people of his entourage are here. Right. Uh, play, play, two people who are doing their best David Cross and Judy Greer impression. <laughs> like, that's the first oh, vibe yeah. I got from that. I was like, this is, if this was a, yeah. like, multi-million dollar budgeted film, and they, they wanted to get some A-listers, they would get David Cross and Judy Greer to play these two. Exactly. Yeah. Straight out of a Portlandia skit. They're just straight out of a Portlandia skit. So bad. They look. They they that is clearly they brought those mugs from the coffee shop. The shop where like you you can sit down and drink your coffee. They like they took the mug with them. Oh, I heard Dave has a maze. Ooh, and they just left. And and I know from I know relationships. It's it's not her that was you know like curious. It was the guy like. He has a me a cardboard maze in his apartment. Let's go. We got to get yeah. out. I threw a twenty on the table. Let's get out. Yeah, it's like they're tired of reading like some some uh, some magazine about yeah arts and crafts. And I'm like, oh, a maze. Ooh, and, and then they look at it the same way. Yeah, like a couple would look at like the tape. Like, oh, honey, there's a corn maze in a farm about eighty miles from here. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Do you, do you know how they got this organic milk to this to this spot in this coffee? <laughs> Did you know there's a fucking uh, maze made of cardboard in someone's apartment? Like that's that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's oh that's so Greg. <laughs> it's so Greg and Brent. Uh, I want I also I also I I, I want I, do you think Gordon lives here? Because I couldn't tell if Gordon is either a neighbor, like he's a friend who also lives close by. Because how he seems to be dressed is like. I don't know. So casual, it's almost like pajama level, like that that little <laughs> that, that that sweater and that like superhero cowboy carrying a breadstick and a carrot t shirt. It looks very chilling around the house Sunday afternoon. So he's the he could either live there as a roommate or he's like the Kramer of this movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I assume possibly David and Annie live together, and either he's in like the yeah, he's in the extra bedroom. Or he's just down the hall who, like, comes in and uh, hangs out a lot, and he's the, the Dave's good buddy. Yeah, that, that was my impression. He's, like, he's the hetero life mate kind of guy. He's the <laughs> he's the silent Bob to uh, to Dave's Jay. If I did, if, yeah. yeah, exactly. If I made a maze, I would first say, I'd go, Jay, I need you to come over and just kind of curate the whole thing. I just yeah. need... Look, guys, I would start texting people. Look, guys, Dave's going to this cardboard maze. I need you to come over. And as soon as we're all here, whatever happens, happens. I'll order a pizza. Yeah, I'll order a pizza. I'll get Rachel to make some uh, peanut butter and jellies. You know, we'll be good. Yeah. I have a, yeah, I have a feeling that, um, what's, yeah, Gordon, Gordon uses that phrase a lot. Whatever happens, happens. That's common in the Gordon vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. That's and- kind of his life motto. And, and, yeah, the fact, yeah, Greg and Brand doing their hey, Daves, and and Gordon, yeah, him, yeah. Dave being upset, he's going, Gordon, what the fuck? I, I definitely feel like whoever he want, I don't know who he wanted in the in the place. It sounds like he may want nobody, but this accidentally got out, and now it's now become a tourist trap because we, he mentioned Gordon mentions Nicole could make it, but Jane is here, and Jane wants to go inside and this woman scares me her energy just scares me it's like i i, I worry she's gonna trash the place yeah i was thinking that like i was just thinking like so what's what's your take on jane because she doesn't fit in like gordon um you know greg Bryn, 
not not as much, but they seem like generally a, you know a laid back, easygoing kind of crowd. Like you said, Gordon is is half a step away from just being in his pajamas, and then Jane is just over the top energy. Like she just does not fit in with the rest of the people we've met this minute. Well, you could tell like her over the top energy is her her pastel clothes. You know, oh, yeah, like yeah. the pink green pants. Uh, so she definitely seems like the the person who sends like the uh the the evites to like yeah. some tea and cocktail party like i don't know weeks in advance and she's like and she's constantly reminding you about this like this like tea and sandwiches party and you're like all right right all right so it's just tea and sandwiches like we'll have finger sandwiches and the ladies will wear hats and yeah it'll be a great thing and everyone's like oh. All right, Jane. Uh, uh, All right, Jane. We're going to show for 10 minutes and leave. (laughs) Elephant in the room. uh, Were they Norwegian? Oh, Uh, the tourist. Yeah. The Flemish tourists. (laughs) Yeah. Now, am am I the only one when I saw them? My first thought is, is that the couple? Are they the the um, the Porsche drivers from Super Troopers? The equivalent of? Yeah. Well, I know. I thought literally like, is that are those the same actors and? You know, they're not, but I'm like, wait, and I, I had to check IMDb. I'm like, and the, the guy is, doesn't really look alike, but I thought the woman looked a lot like the, uh, the, the couple from Super Troopers, but it's not them. I think, I don't know what makes me laugh so much about the guys wearing a, like this Columbia jacket. As if like they're, yeah, yeah. All, they're like, cause like, it, it's <laughs> like, he, like he's dressed like they're going on an Icelandic mountain hike. It's yeah. like no, you're in someone's apartment in the city. Like that's you're clearly are there. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you don't need a raid jacket right now, bub. He is yeah, prepared they're... for everything. There's a tuxedo under that jacket. That's a <laughs> that's a guarantee. <laughs> the funny thing is, I have almost the exact same jacket that he's wearing, um, at least the same colors, the green and black, like that. But yeah, it's it's like they're. This was not in their plan for the day. When they woke up, when they left their hotel that morning, but somehow they've ended up here. We don't know yeah, how or why. I, in my mind, that's the comedy of is that like this somehow got so out, it started going into the the the, the public like I don't know like the, like the Pinterest and other social media things where you're like, oh, what you go on the app? It's like, oh, what what can we do today in the city? And like. Oh, there's, yeah, there's like, yeah, exactly. there's a guy who made a cardboard maze. Oh, honey, that's so good. Let's go over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, um, oh, oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get, I don't want to escape this, but yeah, Greg, Greg's saying, I don't understand why can't you just break out of it? It's like, <laughs> Greg, that's why you weren't invited. You just don't get it, man. You know, like, as Andy says, because he's attached to it. And I, and I don't know if it's a physical attach, like he's, he's like, he physically can't escape it because he's taped himself accidentally to a wall. Or it's a metaphysical attachment, like it's like it's the equivalent of a, a blanket that a toddler would sleep with, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and it's going to touches on, and, and maybe this is one of the reasons Robert chose this minute is I think it touches on one of the things we talked about for Groundhog Day is people kind of just repeat things, and there's like cliches that people will say over and over again, and you think you're being clever, you think you're being you're you're coming up with something that we haven't heard a thousand times already, but you know, you're not that clever and you're not unique. So gee, you know, do you think if it was that easy, like, Oh, just cut your way through the cardboard. Oh, why didn't we think of that? Like, no, we thought of that. If it was that easy, we would have done it. Yeah. Like you're not, 
you're not adding anything, Greg. Yeah, you're, you're not missing. Helping. You're missing a, a detail here. It's like it's like you show up to the party not knowing everything, but you think you're the smartest man in the room. Right. Yeah. yeah. And with and, and Greg and Brynn with their with their stolen coffee mugs from the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't sound off to me. You don't think. Um, I mean, like, so Greg and Bryn, are they going to last? Is this is this union built like, to last? You think they got they got something or? Well, them, they, yeah, but it's like I think the rest of the people are like, like, like it's like if it was as if we were having a wine night, wine and cheese night, mm-hmm. fine, let Greg and Bryn come over. This is totally in their wheelhouse. But it's like if there's a rescue operation uh, to explore a cavernous uh, cardboard maze, no, I'm not bringing no. them. I'll take the Flemish tourists because they probably know how to like spelunk, you know? Well, I mean, pardon the expression, but at this point, if you're trying to rescue someone in a cardboard maze, you need someone that can think outside the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But yes. I would yes. take the hobo because he says he knows cardboard. That's the he thing. knows We're cardboard. Good. More that cardboard. The, yeah. the hobo. He knows cardboard. Uh, you're right. Yeah. He he's he, he's the equivalent of uh, of when they brought in. Uh... <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Because because I because this movie like this movie doesn't look like a horror film. It looks like a like a, like a goofy comedy, but maybe with some little bit of drama in it. So that's, that's why I see this as. But this was a straight like uh, horror film. This would be like why they brought Sam Neill in Event Horizon. It was like, oh, he built it. Uh, he knows the architecture of the ship, and like he can let us know about the ship. It's like they bring the hobo. It's like, <laughs> oh yes, I know the architecture of the cardboard. I know what's uh, what's a good, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is a support wall, and yeah. uh, <laughs> this is Double load bearing cardboard. We can take this wall out. <laughs> Double corrugation. They don't want you getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he's like he's like the girl in uh, Jurassic Park with the I know I know Unix line. <laughs> like, you know, oh, oh, I know cardboard. This yeah. is cardboard. <laughs> da, 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 da. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, by the end of the movie someone's wiping his brow like it's it's covered in sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and not to spoil the last seconds of the minute, Annie definitely knows the pizza's coming because she she's she's counting cash. Yeah. I feel right. like she's counting the cash. She ordered the pizza, but in the meantime, she's gonna make herself a peanut butter and jelly. Well, and also there's so there's what three, five, like six people we see, and are they like plus Harry's they get, crew? Are they getting one pizza? Like maybe she knows. Like Anne's just I, I'm not gonna get a slice. I just I'm gonna make myself a sandwich. Yeah, she could be removing herself because she place. knows. You know, probably Greg and Bryn were like, oh no, you know, we're, don't. Don't order for us. We we've got our coffee. We're good. But then once the pizza arrives, uh-huh. we go, oh well, that smells good. It looks good. Oh, do you mind? Yeah, and they end up eating anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anne, Anne knows she's been through this, so she's like, fine. I'll order the one pie and, and get myself a a sandwich. And and, and now I have to say, like, I really I, I didn't notice there are places that they don't call pizzas pies. They don't have pizza pie. Yeah, most most of the so world. for the listeners that don't know what I said when I said pie, I was talking about a pizza pie. Yeah, I've had to explain that before, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to educate. That's that's what I do. Did you know, like George mentioned, like pineapple, like twice today? God. Oh. <laughs> like I, I just I try to block it out because I just I don't do pineapple. You know, say what you want about pork roll. At least it's a product made in New Jersey. Like, oh, Colorado's have pineapples. Oh, yeah. you're a tropical. You're a tropical climate. All of a sudden. 
Okay. No, I didn't think of that. I just thought you're a mile above sea level. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do I know? Not really indigenous to the area. <laughs> yeah. Pineapples. Uh. I compare I compare Georgian pineapples to that Coke bottle in that African tribe. The gods must be crazy. <laughs> the gods must be crazy. So like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, if I see a pineapple on that pizza, I'm going to flip. <laughs> um, so, when Dave says, can you come to the back of the labyrinth, please? And... You know, and he says I can't get the pizza. It's obviously, you know, it's it's some. It's not about the pizza. It's clearly something where she doesn't want to. <clears throat> it's like she just wants to keep a distance from Dave right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, very, I'm very curious, like you know, what represents the back of the labyrinth, the front. Well, there's that 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 front <laughs> sign that says "Welcome" or something, right? Or there's like an entrance. Entrance, yeah. yeah. So clearly, somewhere on the other side must be a, a, a back of it. But yeah, I don't. I, 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 that, that look she gave really kind of meant like she. I don't know, like, she's, she doesn't want to approach the reality of the situation that Dave seen, could be lost in a maze of cardboard in the apartment. Yeah, and there is, there is, um, well, we know there's something funky going on, just part of the, um, you know, the maze, it's got the TARDIS quality, it's kind of bigger on yeah. the inside than it is on the outside. The The sound kind of jumped at me, because normally I think of cardboard as... As something that absorbs sound, yeah, and and but it sounds like Dave from the inside. It's very echoey. Like he doesn't sound like someone who's inside the cardboard that we see. So there's just adding to the mystery of just what is going on inside there. Yeah, I, and I think it was also kind of fun to add the chimneys. Every time he talked, we saw like little chimneys and smokestacks. Yeah. So it gave it gave this verticality to it. Like yeah. no, like we're letting the audience know immediately. The inside of this maze is not going to be three feet tall. Like it's going to be larger. Like the fact that it's echoing off the tops of, ch- of chimneys and and little vents and 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 uh, and smokestacks. Yeah, yeah get- it gives it like a, a cavernous feel. You yeah, know, that that echoey booming voice you hear, which makes it all feel more uncomfortable when it's just like I yeah. we don't know where Dave is. We know and he's here, but we don't know where he is. Everything's at a distance too. So that's, you know, that's not, it's like, it, like in reality, if you're laying in a cardboard castle in the middle of your apartment, they know like you're right under the cardboard. So it's like, there's something with this cardboard itself. Yeah. Right. When you can hear there's, there's like two qualities to like a shout or raising your voice. One is the volume, but one is just the, the quality of the voice. Like Dave, he's not very loud, but he sounds like he's shouting from a great distance kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, would that be funny if we get inside the maze and, or the, sorry, the labyrinth, we get inside the labyrinth and it is just, it's exactly what it looks like. It's like a three by three thing. And Dave's just lying there on his back and somehow he sounds far away though. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're definitely going to find that out. If you, if you <laughs> yeah. Know. Some, well, some, someone's going to find out. Someone's I guess. If, yeah. I mean, eventually we got to go in this maze. They got to go in. That's, that's, that's what we, we know it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of right. You know, we've seen movies before. We know how things go. That's Chekhov's maze. That's, che- that's <laughs> you're right. You set up, but you set a labyrinth of cardboard up. We got to go in it. We got to go in. We got to go in. But um, I mean, that's that's what I have for now. Um, you know, just we have our we have our players. It seems that we have a lot of our our main cast kind of. And it's <clears throat> excuse me is, is that it's interesting. Is they're all kind of on either each is on a different side of it. You know, they're not all standing on one side right now. They're all kind right. of like separated by different sides of the maze. You know, Gordon's on this side, uh, Jane's on the other, 
Uh, you got you got Greg and Bryn on this side, and then Annie's kind of like off still, like in between the kitchen and the uh, the living room. Yeah, they're kind of surrounding the labyrinth. They're on all different sides. Um, and then the hobo's going to go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I I had is a quick little thing I noticed, and I don't know if um you know if any of the the listeners pick up on this so is the music on the background i thought was interesting and about halfway through so like the 32nd mark in this minute it kind of starts i got a little like fat boy slim punk to funk vibe um off of the better living through chemistry album from 96 and the sample is actually from a a keith manfield song uh called young scene and like it kind of started like got a little funky and then it and then it backs out, and then it just breaks into uh, to some other stuff. But I thought there was, you know, I thought that was interesting. It, lay, it added some texture, um, just the music for the the second half of uh, of the scene, and it kind of just, you know, things are ramping up. The pizza's here. People are moving. Like the first half of the minute was just introductions, and then the second half is like, all right, action starting now. So get ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 getting ready for whatever may come. Well, is that, I think it's. I yeah, think it's. So, is that what we have, uh, Jay? Any other? Yeah, Jay. Yeah. Do, do you have anything else? No, I'm good. We. I think uh, we talked about that minute. All right. Yeah. Well, listeners, uh, we already know how to sign this one off because uh, we'll be back good... for. We'll be. We'll be back for a minute fifteen. Yeah, we will. So uh, we'll catch you around the cardboard corner. Yeah, that, yeah. That's my. That's my sign yeah. off phrase. I'm just, I'm just winging it now. Okay. Um, well, so like, so Jay, if. Uh... You know, people want to hear you talk about mazes and labyrinths and other stuff. Do you have, you know, do you have your own podcast? What do you have going yeah, um, on? Where can people find you? So I, I just got through a hiatus. So I'm going to start back up with my podcast, Whole Week Costa. Nice. Uh, so uh, we're looking uh, looking to try to get some guests on. Uh, it was, I took like a month hiatus. Uh, so I started back up Monday and uh, going to edit and uh, start posting again. Nice. Great. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks. And uh, Dave, I'm sure everyone knows where to find you, but just in case yeah. they've forgotten, you should remind them. Uh, yeah, you can find me over at 5minutesofmystery.com. Um, still working, and slowly but surely working on organizing more uh, more guests. So I want to talk about the 1999 Ben Stiller superhero comedy ensemble, Mystery Men. Yeah, and uh, I, I, a little bird told me you have some really good guests coming up. On uh, on five minutes of mystery, yep, so yeah. definitely John Claude Van Damme. Yep, yeah. John Claude Van Damme get the all <laughs> the all the Expendables cast on. Yep, exactly. So I would definitely recommend people check that out. And uh, if you want to find me, I you know I did the the Groundhog Minute with with Dave as we mentioned at groundhogminute.com. But I'm also uh, I'm going to point people to cat and org. That's c a t and s e a n dot org. And uh, I just kind of list all my all my podcast goings on on the page there. So that's probably the, the best place to find me. And then um, you found this. So come wherever you found this, do that again for the next minute. I guess there's a lot of mystery surrounding yeah. the whole process here. So uh, there you go. And we'll, we'll be back again, I think. Yeah, I got, I, yeah, that's it. I'll <laughs> see you around the cardboard corner. That's, that's the best lie I can think of. Yeah. See you around the cardboard corner. And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can we can finish this maze. Who is with me?
That was Sean German and Dave Palace of Groundhog Minute, along with James Costa of Holy Costa taking on Minute 12 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in Minute 15. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Travis Bow of Watchmen Minute taking on Minute 13. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? <laughs>